The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast on a Sunday night, two nights away from the start of the 2018-2019 NBA season. And for the third straight year on my podcast, I always like to do the over-under win predictions for all the 30 teams in the NBA. Tonight, we'll be doing the over-unders for the Eastern Conference, all 15 teams in the Eastern Conference. And on the line, joining me to do all these predictions tonight is Akshay and Rebound from LA, California. How you guys doing, fellas? What's up, dude? How are you, man? I'm pretty well. What's up? Good. How about yourself? How about you guys? How are you guys? Yeah, doing well. Uh, after a long uh, Sunday of football, uh, a really exciting Sunday night ga- game there to end the night. But uh, definitely looking forward to the start of the NBA season. So, like we always do every season, we do the over under win predictions and. We're, we're doing the Eastern Conference tonight. We're going to start in the Southeast Division. And the first team we're going to take a look at is the Atlanta Hawks, who have over under 22.5 wins set at their betting odds. So we'll start with rebound. What are your thoughts on the Atlanta Hawks? For the Hawks, I'm going under. They are rebuilding, and they just got uh, the rookie. Uh, forgot his name from Trey Young. I believe Trey Young, and I just don't Trey Young or Trey Young. Uh, so I just don't see them going anywhere and uh, rebuilding team in the East. So I'm going under. Okay, actually, what do you think on this one, bro? I have to go under as well. I don't think the Hawks are. I don't think they're going to win 22 games. Uh, I think more like. Uh, Maybe maybe fifteen games at most, I would think. I mean, their uh, their uh, I mean, their team is I don't know what's going on, bro. I mean, you have that guy like you mentioned uh, that they got in the first round pick as a rookie, I uh, Trey Young, but uh, I don't know how well he's been doing in the preseason. I, I don't really see him having. I don't think he he's going to be in the rookie of the year mix. In my opinion, I I, I just think he's going to have um, some growing pains. In the NBA, for that, um, I'm I'm thinking who else they have on their roster. I mean that actually, I mean what you, they have Jeremy Lin, you know, <laughs> on their roster. But I don't really see any. I mean Jeremy Lynch, a torn Prince. I I believe he's um, from what from last year. I think he he played pretty well. Amari Spellman, but uh, but other than that, bro, I think uh, I think they're not going to win twenty games. So I definitely have to go under. Yeah, um, there's going to have to be agreement all over, all around on this one. I'm going under, agreeing with both of you guys. Uh, basically, just a mishmash of players on this Atlanta team. I mean, a lot of like journeyman guys like Jeremy Lin, Miles Plumley. I mean, they did sign Vince Carter. I mean, this is probably going to be his last ride. Uh, he's 41. The next closest guy in age to him is Jeremy Lin and Miles Plumley at age 30. So 
they probably just brought him kind of as like a little veteran presence for the young guys, but really the only consequential or big splash they made in the offseason was drafting Trey Young. Obviously, they no, they're no longer coached by Budenholzer. Uh, they traded away Dennis Schroeder to Oklahoma City kind of, a, a few, I think, a month ago or something. So, I mean, just a lot of growing pains for this team, a lot of young guys, and then Vince Carter on his last ride coming off the bench. Uh, it's just Trey Young, I mean, he's kind of a loose cannon. I mean, you're going to have a lot of uh, good, impactful plays, but there's just going to be a lot of uh, wild, erratic plays as well that's going to come with, along with that being in his rookie season. So um, I see this team's 19-63, and 63, and I'll agree with you guys there. And that'll take us to team number two in the Southeast Division, the Charlotte Hornets, over under 35.5 wins. What do you think, rebound? I'm going over here. I like, I like this team overall. I like Kemba Walker. I believe they still have Nicholas Batum. And I just like this team. I think they're going to win about 40 games and be in the playoffs. Okay, Akshay, your thoughts? Um, I wouldn't say... I mean, I, I, I definitely have to go even, maybe about 36, 37 games. I I do agree with Rehan. They will definitely make the playoffs, maybe as an 8th, 7th seed. Uh, on their roster, dude, I mean, I'm just looking. You have, uh, obviously, uh, you have Kemba Walker. I mean, I think he's... Uh, the best player on their team. You have uh, Kaminsky, who, who Jordan didn't want to give up in the draft. Uh, you have Jeremy Lamb, Michael Kiltrist. So you do have talent, bro. I mean, the talent is definitely there. But but can they compete against the, um, the upper echelon teams and, and actually win games? That's what I'm not 100% sure about still. I mean, they haven't changed my mind on that, but uh, I definitely threw them... I see them winning about maybe 36, 37 games, so definitely over a 35, and I can definitely see them making the playoffs. Okay, here's a question I want to pose to both you guys uh, in regards to their two youngest players on the team, uh, rookie Miles Bridges and second-year player Malik Monk. How do you think they kind of fit into this offense, that which the core is uh, led by Kemba Walker and then Marvin Williams and Cody Zeller? How do they kind of adapt and assert themselves in, into that lineup? and kind of make an impact? Well, I think with Monk, Monk has to learn, because he's, what, a starting guard, about 6'3", I think, uh, starting guard. He has to learn to uh, to work well with uh, with Walker, you know, as far as, like, um, passing the ball, keeping the ball in Walker's hands, you know, uh, letting Walker making the plays, I, I would believe, and then... Uh, this guy that you mentioned, dude, uh, this guy, um, Miles Bridges, you know, out of Michigan State, this guy, I I, I did catch a couple of recent games of him playing, and this guy can be lights out, dude. I mean, if he plays up to his potential, which I think he can, I think he can definitely play. Uh, I, can, he, I can see him definitely averaging maybe about 15, 16 points a game or even higher. So I definitely see, uh, how would you say, uh, a good spot here for... The Hornets, with this guy, I think they made um, a good track pick uh, with him. So I definitely see with him, I can see, I don't think he needs the ball in his hands to make plays. I think he can he can find his little, his area where he needs the ball. Um, once he gets the ball, I think he can play, he can make uh, a play with it, but I don't think he needs the ball necessarily to make a play for the team. 
Okay, rebound. Uh, between those two, who do you think makes the bigger impact kind of in their first or second season? Is it Bridges or Monk? Uh, I'm going to go Malik Monk. I think overall he's a better player, and uh, I think he's going to have more of an impact on the team. Okay, for sure. Uh, so my pick in regards to Charlotte, I'm going to go under the 35.5. I think they're 32-33 win team. Uh, obviously, Tony Parker is a good signing for them, a uh, good veteran guy off the bench, kind of their si- sixth or seventh man, something like that. But then other than that, just a lot of kind of young guys who have not really blossomed, kind of like Kid Gilchrist, Marvin Williams. Well, Marvin Williams is a veteran guy, but he never really blossomed. And then Cody Zeller, obviously still pretty young. The only one that really kind of materialized out of their draft picks was Kemba Walker, who is really good, uh, going to be averaging probably like 22 points a game somewhere in that in that ballpark. So hopefully they don't end up uh, having the same materialization with Bridges and Monk. That's why I think those guys are very important to how their f- future is going to look and if they're going to become a playoff-type contender in the East. But I don't see it this season, and for that reason I'm going to go under and disagree with both of you. So with that, we'll move on to team number three in the Southeast which is the Miami Heat over under at 43 and a half. What do you think, Akshay? I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to go over on this one, bro. I mean, 43 and a half, but I'm not going over too much. I say about a 45-win team at most. I know they were trying to make a play for uh, a Butler uh, trade. Uh, it didn't go through. Uh, Miami ha- is a team that uh, I think that's that sort of needs one more player on its team to make that... Uh, uh, they move up to the upper echelon of the East. Um, I, I think they're getting there. You know, I mean, um, this year definitely is going to be a good year for them. I mean, you have they have still. Uh, I think they signed what's his face. Um, they're uh, uh, Justin Winslow to another three-year contract. So they're they're investing more money into this kid. I think. Uh, I mean, uh, I think they're a good team, dude. I mean, but I I still think they're still one player away from reaching the upper echelon of the NBA East Coast. So I definitely have to go with 45 wins for them this year. Okay, for sure. And rebound before we get your pick with Miami, uh, kind of uh, kind of walk us through your thoughts. I think you were messaging me last week in regards to the conversations between Pat Riley and Tom Thibodeau and stating that, Pat Riley called Tom Thibodeau a motherfucker because they had a deal in place that, correct me if I'm wrong, was Josh Richardson, Deion Waiters, and a protected first for Jimmy Butler. So uh, That's exactly what happened. And the deal was pretty much done. They were already exchanging uh, information, and and then Thibodeau wanted to get more. Okay, yeah, I don't blame Thibodeau. I mean, because that's that's an absolute heist if Miami was able to pull that off. Because I I just think that's a complete ripoff. I I thought that any deal Miami was going to make for uh, Butler to Minnesota was going to be centered around Richardson and Adebayo. I didn't know that uh, Waiters was even placed. So, kind of what transpired? Are there still any talks between them, or is it just fizzled between due to the bad blood in that conversation? between Riley and Thibodeau rebound. So if you could give us more on that. Oh, Pat Riley claims he never called him a motherfucker. So there's just different reports going on. Uh, Pat Riley's not going to back out of this deal. You know how Pat Riley is when it comes to making moves. 
he's going to be hard on it. He's not going to back out. And they need that player in Butler. Really, they really need him on the Heat. Okay, so um, that'll be interesting to see what happens uh, if they do get that next piece. But with that being said, what's your pick with Miami rebound over or under 43.5? I agree with Shea. Uh, I'm going exactly over, but not I'm like exactly with him. Like 45, 46 wins. They're a good team, but not a great team. They're going to be about the fifth seed in the East. They're also looking to trade Whiteside, I heard. He's just not happy there with his playtime. I think they've been trying to trade Whiteside for a while. I don't think anybody's really interested. Is that. Yeah, but he's I think not it's happy there. But his contract, he's making $25 million this year. I don't think anybody, I don't think, I don't think any team wants to take that kind of money. Yeah, I'm just saying because they were cutting his minutes last year, yeah. and he wasn't happy there with that. Okay, so you're yeah, both. True. Both of you guys are going over. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you guys here. Uh, obviously, for me, being uh, a Wade fan, the most intriguing thing is to see Dwayne Wade's last season. But just a lot of veteran guys here. Obviously, they're well coached with Spolstra, a good management up top. So. I'm going to go over, I think, 46, 47 wins for this team. I, I think they're probably going to be like somewhere between 5 and 7 in the East, somewhere in that, that range. But I'll agree with you guys and go over the 43.5. And, and with that, we'll move on to team number 4 and move up north in, in the state of Florida with the Orlando Magic. Over under 30.5 wins. What do you think, Shay? I have to go over, bro. I think uh, 30.5 happens. I think it's. Uh, I think they win about uh, 35 games this year. You know, I think they come back. I mean, they're not a bad team, bro. I mean, they're uh, they have a lot of young talent. They picked up uh, Bamba uh, in the draft, so I think that's uh, definitely going to help them. Um, we. I mean, you still have their uh, their cornerstones, Aaron Gordon. Uh, they also have uh, Jonathan Isaac. You know, I mean. Um, um, I think they're going to win uh, 35 games, but I don't see more than that. You know, I mean, uh, I still think they're still a ways away as uh, as far as getting over uh, the 40 win hump. But but they're getting better, and uh, I think in time they'll get better. But uh, not this year. So I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say 35 wins. Okay, fair enough. What do you think, rebound? I'm going under on this one. I just, I know they're a talented team, but I just don't see it in them and. Getting Bamba was a good move, but that's going to drop Vukovic's numbers. They also got Mozgov, and I just don't see it in this team. And the East is just the East got got better, so I'm definitely going under. Okay, and I mean, in in terms of kind of uh, all the big men they have, like Bamba, Isaac. Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon. Is there too much overlap, kind of uh, repetitive nature there in terms of the positioning they have there up front rebound? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Vukovic and uh, Bamba are about the same. And I think they need to trade Vukovic. His value is as high as it is right now. you not. You got to start shopping him. Okay. If I'm not wrong, I believe he's on contract here. Okay, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Rebound, on this one. Uh, just kind of a lot of mishmash uh, up front, and then just kind of a lot of guys that have not really materialized fully. I mean, other than maybe Vucevic. I mean, Aaron Gordon, I, I think, was 
kind of predicted to do bigger things. Uh, Isaac was not very impressive last season, and Bamba is supposed to be impressive. We'll see how he does. Hopefully, he can fare better than uh, Isaac and Aaron Gordon did. So, but that remains to be seen. And they have Steve Clifford coaching them now, so we'll see what kind of wrinkles he throws in there. But I'm going to go under. I think it's going to be a tough first season for Steve Clifford. I'm going to say 27 wins for the Magic. And with that, that takes us to the last team in the Southeast Division, the Washington Wizards. Over under 45 and a half. What do you think, rebound? On this one, I'm going to go over. I'm just a big John Wall fan. So uh, the, the biggest offseason move they made, I'd say, was trading Morrison Gortop for Austin Rivers. It's not signing Dwight Howard? Uh, signing, <laughs> oh, yeah, Dwight. Uh, I'll give him that. But Dwight's washed up if, if we can't agree on that. So uh, I don't know how Dwight's going to fit in here. And uh, supposedly, to, according to all the teams Dwight has been playing with, he's a locker room headache. And I don't know how that's going to fit in here. So but I'm going slightly over at 47. Okay. Uh, Akshay, before you make your pick, I just want to pose a question. Uh, so kind of like we've seen in the past seasons for the Wizards, obviously – some health issues with either Wall or Bradley Beal. And then also, like, when they've made their playoff runs, like, into the semis against the Celtics, I think, a couple seasons ago, we've never really seen, like, the full potential, I think, where Wall and Bradley Beal are humming at the same time, and then they get Oubre and Porter Jr. in the mix. But, I mean, what is it going to take for us to see that in the playoffs for this team so they can take the next step and maybe go to Eastern Conference Finals? I think they got to play unselfish ball, bro. I, I think that's what it comes down to. You know, it comes down to unselfish ball, pass the ball, you know, make a, make a high percentage shot. You know, I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, I think that's what they need to, uh, to get to the next step. I mean, they, they added good uh, uh, cornerstones. I mean, uh, the Austin Rivers save, um, the Austin Rivers trade, it gives them more power on the, on the offensive side. You know, you have... Um, I don't want to say much about the the uh, Dwight Howard, <laughs> um, the Dwight Howard signing because I, I we don't think I think eventually that's going to go downhill for them. But um, I mean they have some good talent, bro. I mean you have Otto Porter Jr. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, you also have Ubre. Um, I mean you have guys like uh, like them. You know, uh, I think they um, you also have. Uh, I think they signed what uh, Ian Mahimi as he came, or was he there before? Uh, I don't recall. But I mean, the, uh, the talent is there. But I, I think that if they need to play team ball, but but another thing is, um, I hate to bring this up, and uh, you know, I, 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 I want to bring it up actually is who's our coach, Scott Brooks. I mean, what did he do with the Thunder? I mean, yes, he played, he, he was our coach, but he but he never got the Thunder over that hump. So maybe is this the same thing that's happening with the Wizards? I don't know. It, it very well could be. You know what I mean? Well, so what do you I mean just get them over the hump. You took them to well, the finals. Oh, does that not get them over the hump? No, no. Uh, take it to the finals, but then you can take it to the finals, but the team has to play a, a whole another level to get to win uh, to win the finals. You know, to win the championship. I mean, yeah, here with the, the Wizards, not even fucking close to winning the championship. Well, no, 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 they're not. Of course not, bro. The Wizards are not close at all to win the championship. You know, but 
but they have the talent to actually do something in the East, you know, to get to progress maybe to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, it, they do have the talent to do that. Is is Scott Brooks so. the guy? I, who's I, I can name three teams better off the top of my head. Well, I mean, there are other teams there that can do it, but I mean, potential-wise, uh, I'm not talking if they can actually do it. I'm saying potential. They have the potential. You know, they, I mean, you have John Wall. I mean, a potential is a lot better. I mean, there's a difference between potential and actually winning. You know what I mean? If you play as yeah. a team, if you have the potential, you can do. If you play the team, uh, I do believe uh, you can win. You, you know what I'm saying? You can get to that level that you want to get, but but are you willing to sacrifice to do that? That's uh, that's the question in my mind about this team. Okay, so with all that being said, what do you think over or under the forty five and a half? I'm gonna go about even, about forty five. Okay, so you're going on five games. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm gonna agree with rebound here on this one. Uh, I just like uh, Wall and Beal. I think they're really good together when they do play together. Uh, Howard, obviously, he's kind of uh, at this point of his career, just a kind of a a rebound and kind of uh, score some dunks type guy. I mean, his obviously his big man game has really become obsolete just to do how due to how big men's play big men play today. And then Austin Rivers, I like that trade just because uh, he, he brings uh, kind of some toughness off the bench, and then he's also a good defender, so he kind of just takes a little pressure off uh, Bradley Beal and John Wall. So I'm going to go 49 wins for Washington this season and over on the 45-and-a-half. So with that, that'll wrap up the Southeast Division, and we'll move into the Central Division. And the first team we're going to look at, Chicago Bulls, over under 30 wins. What do you think, Akshay? I'm going to say over on 30 wins. I'm going to say I'm going to go under, bro. Maybe about uh, a, a 29 wins. I think this team is, uh, I, like I said, like I've been saying with these teams, with these younger teams, I, I think the talent is there. But um, uh, but can they get over that uh, that 30 win? I don't really think so. Um, I, I don't remember who they picked up in the draft. Uh, if it was anybody. They drafted Wendell Carter from Duke. Well, Wendell Carter from Duke, that's right. Okay. So, uh, I don't remember him in Duke. Uh, I'm not sure if he was a, a really good player. I'm assuming he was. But I think they're still, uh, I think they're a team in progress. You know, I mean, who's our coach? It's, uh, I forget the name, guy's still name. The, the mayor, Fred Hoiberg. Oh, Fred Hoiberg's the mayor. <laughs> All right, so you have him. Uh, I think he's a good coach. I mean, you have what? Uh, their point guard, I think, what, is Chris Dunn? Chris guy, Dunn and Zach Levine. Uh, oh, oh, that's right. They have Zach Levine too. So you have him. Um, you have Dunn, a Wonder Carter Jr. A Cameron Payne. I don't really think too much of that guy when he played on the OKC. Uh, but um, I believe they also have Bobby Portis, uh, the kid out of Arkansas. So I can definitely see them. Yeah, their main guy is Laurie Markinen. I think he's going to be the one that emerges with, with the All right. kind of uh, big role for them. But uh, go ahead, actually. Sorry uh, to interrupt okay. you. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go about maybe, maybe 29, 30 wins. Okay, for sure. What do you think, Rebound? I'm definitely going under her rebuilding team here with some young talent, but just uh, it's going to take some time. 
and I'm not a fan of the coach. I just don't like him personally. He's been, he has disappointed year in and year out, and I'm going under, and I do like Larry Markkinen. He's on my fantasy team. Okay, for sure. I'm going to agree with both of you here. Uh, I think Chicago is a 25-win team, so I'm going to go under. But looking forward to see how Markkinen and Wendell Carter, the rookie, play together. And then also looking, hopefully, to see Dunn and Levine healthy in the backcourt. So we'll see what happens there. But I'm going to go under for sure and agree with you guys. And that will take us to team number two in the Central Division, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Obviously, the biggest, the big departure for them, LeBron James, going to sign with the Lakers. Uh, and they're obviously the four-time reigning Eastern Conference champions, but that's definitely going to come to an end uh, in this upcoming season. And they have over-under at 31 wins. What do you think, rebound? I'm definitely going under here. Uh, with LeBron leaving, it's, that's about 20. It's gonna, you're going to go down a lot. They did back, bring back Channing Fry. They still have Kevin Love, Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson. J.R. Smith. They drafted Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton. Uh, they got George Hill. They had George Hill, Rodney Hood, Corver, and J.R. Smith. And I still think under. I don't see too much talent on this team. Uh, with some veterans and some young players, a mixture. But I'm going under. All right, Akshay. What do you think? I'm going to go about even, bro. On this thing, um, I do believe, yes, it, it was a loss, a huge loss to lose uh, a LeBron. So you're going 31 uh, wins for Cleveland? You're saying push? Yeah, I'm going to push it. The 31 wins. I think they have the talent, bro. I mean, uh, I think with LeBron, yeah, he had the ball in his hand. He had to make the plays. But now I think the uh, the centerpiece is definitely going to be Kevin Love. I I think he's, he, if he can be a facilitator, uh, they have a lot of young talent around them. Whether that talent will actually become something, that's another question. Uh, Colin Sexton, I think he's, I definitely think he has the potential to be something good. So okay. I definitely think it, it's going to take some time. Let me just stop you for a second and ask you something uh, in regards yeah, to Kevin yeah. Love. So now that Kevin Love is back being the centerpiece of an offense, uh, do we see good stats, bad team guy again all over with Kevin Love? And he puts up like 24, 25 along with 11 rebounds, but his team continuously misses the playoffs is are we going back to that kevin love now i hope not <laughs> i hope not but uh, <laughs> we'll see bro i mean we'll see uh what happens with that but uh, i i definitely hope not you know i think he can i think he's learned a thing or two under lebron about passing the ball maybe in lebron's later years in cleveland um so i i definitely think he's going to pull in his 20, 24 points in a night, um, 11 rebounds, like you said. But I think he's going to pass the ball more. You know, I think it, it, it will be centered around him, but he has a lot of young wins, young wings around him that can play um, an up-tempo game. Uh, so I definitely see them staying about a lot. Uh, I, I see them going even on their wins, but uh, I definitely think it will take some more time for them to uh, uh, to get better, but I think with LeBron gone now, I think this is I think the team they have now can actually um, I don't think they'll disappoint. I don't think they'll exceed, but they'll stay in in that range. 
Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, on this one, I, I'm going to go under for sure. I'm going to 31. I think this is a 27-win team, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, Kevin Love, uh, hopefully, uh, they're going to obviously going to center it around him. And then it looks like they're going to run action with him on the elbows and get him the ball there, and he's going to kind of make it happen from there, either post up or kick it out to the shooters like Corver and J.R. Smith. And then, but for me, it's really going to be really interesting to see how the young guys, guys like Larry Nance, Clarkson, Chetty Usman, and Colin Sexton kind of fit in around Kevin Love and him being the anchor of that offense. But we'll see what happens. But definitely going under on the 31. I think they're about a 27 win team. So with that, that'll wrap it up for Cleveland. And we'll move on to team number three in the Central the Detroit Pistons over under a 38 and a half. Rebound, your thoughts? I'm going to go right over on this one with 40 wins. I just don't see them going under with the talent of Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond at the front and Reggie Jackson and Stanley Johnston in the back. I just don't see it happening, especially in the East. They also signed Zaza at the center, so I think that will help with his, veterans, with his veteran presence. So in regards to them being over and then kind of uh, Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond meshing, uh, what kind of offensive system is new coach Dwayne Casey going to kind of employ to kind of uh, get them to the playoffs? They just missed out on the playoffs last season with Stan Van Gundy. So what do you think on that on that front? Uh, I don't know. I think he's going to have Blake more of a shooter this year than staying in the paint. And I, th- I think he's going to make him... Uh, yeah, more of a shooter and then keep Drummond in the paint. Because Blake, Blake likes to go in the paint too. But I think he's going to try to make him more of staying outside as a shooter. Okay, for sure. Kind of similar to Jonas Valanciunas and, and when he was in Toronto, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, rebound is going uh, over with Detroit. Uh, he thinks 40 wins. What do you think, Akshay? I'm going to say about uh, 40 wins as well on this team. I think I agree with uh, with Rion here. You know, a, a team that has uh, Blake Griffin, Reggie Jackson, you know, I mean, uh, Andre Drummond, I don't think they're going to win um, less than 40. Uh, but I don't think they're going to go over 40 either. So I, I, I'm, going to say, I'm going to push on this and say 40. Okay, so you're taking Detroit over, agreeing with the rebound. I'm going to agree with both of you guys as well on this one. I think Detroit's probably a 42-win team and probably a 7th or 8th seed in the East. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see how uh, Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond kind of just develop as a power forward center duo. And then I agree with the rebound. Blake Griffin, I think, definitely has to kind of become more like the other power forwards in the league, like Draymond Green and... Aldridge and some of the other guys, Kevin Love, and kind of be able to space the floor, hit uh, long long jumpers, hit three pointers, and then kind of uh, work his way into the paint from there. He can't really focus too much on the post game like he's kind of liked to do before. So, with that, I'll agree with you guys, and we'll all agree on that one, and we'll move on to team number four in the Central Division, probably my favorite team in this division. The Indiana Pacers, over under 48 wins. What do you think, Shay? I'm going to say about uh, 
I'm going to go about, I don't know what you've been on here too, is, uh, you know, about 48 wins for this team. Um, I, I definitely like the potential. Victor Oladipo, you know, you have Adonis uh, Demantis Sabonis, if I'm saying that correctly. You also have uh, a Terry Evans, Aaron Holiday. So this team has potential on this team, you know I mean? I can see them doing really well, but um, but over 48 wins, I don't think so, Doug. I I definitely think uh, they're they're right on the cusp of 50 wins, but but not just yet. So I have to push uh, 48 wins. Okay, rebound. Uh, we've seen kind of signs from Miles Turner, uh, the young power forward. Uh, uh, when do we kind of see that burst from him? That kind of big jump is that? Is this the season, or does it ever come? What do you think? Yeah, I think this is the season, and that's the reason I'm going to go over. I really like this team. I think Tyreek Evans will possibly win sixth man of the year, and Victor Oladipo is just amazing. I like this team a lot. I like Corey Joseph, and Thaddeus Young is a good addition. And we'll see how Doug McDermott does there, too. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Rebound on this one. Uh, I think this is probably a three or four seed in the East, and I think they're going to win 50 games. Uh, I just really like their length. Oladipo, uh, Thaddeus Young, I mean, they Miles Turner. I'm, they can be really good defensively as well. And then Boyan and Doug McDermott being their shooters. And then Tyreek Evans, obviously, like you guys mentioned, is a good addition. And then Aaron Holiday, their rookie point guard that they drafted, is kind of a smart guy. He knows how to manage the game as a point guard, kind of similar to Darren Collison, both being UCLA guys. So I'm really liking this team, and I think they're going to go over 48. I'm going to put them at 50 and 32 for this season. So that'll wrap it up for Indiana. And we have one more team in the Central Division. It's the Milwaukee Bucks. Over, under, 48 and a half. What do you think, Akshay? I'm going to go over, bro. Uh, I think they're about a 52-win season for this team. Um, I like their core. I mean, you know, when you have, when you have Giannis, I can't say his last name, Antetokounmpo, I think. Antetokounmpo. I mean, that's a, that guy is just amazing to watch as a player, and he just has so much potential to be much stronger, much a greater player. I mean, you you bring back who else on their team? You have uh, Eric Bledsoe is there. You have a lot of um, you have uh, Ton Maker. I think who are the other guys who they have on there? I I don't recall. Chris Middleton. I, I can definitely see Chris Middleton. Oh yeah, he he's another good player. Malcolm Brogdon. I don't know who they picked up. Malcolm Brogdon. They re- they, re- they signed Arian Ersan Ilyasova again. Oh, Ersan Ilyasova. Okay. Yeah, so I definitely, they're a good team, dude. I can see them going over uh, about 52-win season for them. I think, I think their coach is, um, it's not that guy. I mean, it, yeah, it, they, there's no more Jason Kidd. They have Mike Budenholzer as the coach now, coming over from Budenholzer. Atlanta. From Atlanta, okay. So I see they have a different uh, a different coach. I can definitely see them over, dude. I went 52 wins. Okay, rebound, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going over on this one. I'm a big fan of Giannis Atatukumpo, and I like Tom Maker. I think eventually he's going to develop. Chris Relton's a good piece. They did lose Jabari Parker, but I don't think that's going to hurt them that much. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go over. 
Okay, for sure. Uh, I don't know on this one. I, I think I'm going to go slightly under on this one. I, I think they're a 47-48 win team. I think they're somewhere between 4 and 7, 6-7 six, seven in the East. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Giannis, I think, yet, I mean, I have yet to see him kind of develop uh, any sort of uh, consistency with that long-range jumper. And I think until he's able to do that, I don't think they're really going to be uh, effective or scary team. I mean, they do have a lot of talent, a lot of length with just like across the board. They have length with Bledsoe, Giannis, Middleton, Thon Maker. I mean, just a lot of long guys, Brogdon, who can defend well and kind of play both ends. But I think they're only going to go as far as Giannis takes them. And I don't see him de- developing a scary type of jumper this season. So because of that, I'm gonna I'm gonna go under and say 47 wins, 47, 48 wins for this team. So with that, we'll wrap up the Central Division in the Eastern Conference, and we'll move on to the third and last division in the Eastern Conference, and which is the Atlantic Division. And the first team we're gonna be taking a look at is Akshay's Boston Celtics, who are predicted to do lots of big things this season so they have over under a 59 and a half what do you think rebound on this one i'm definitely gonna go under on this one everyone's so hyped about this team but uh with Kyrie and gordon hayward coming back it's gonna mess up the chemistry of the team uh, i'm going slightly under on this one uh and i'm going with 58 57 wins Okay, do you think they'll they'll be the one seed in the East? Yeah, I think they'll be the one seed. I'll go on the I'll go on the BOD. All right, Akshay, uh, what do you think? I I think we know what you're gonna say. <laughs> uh, I I think you're right, my friend. Uh, I can definitely see them as a 59-60 win team this season. You know, I, I definitely have to say this is one of, uh, I mean, when you get back uh, Kyrie, you get back somebody uh, um, came up, Hayward, you know, and you get back two of these guys that can uh, that can potentially score over 20 points a game. Yeah. You know, Kyrie definitely can score. Tatum's stats are also going to drop, too. You know that. No, no it, obviously it, it's going to drop, but the thing is, it's, but they have the coach of the year, bro. Uh, who, in my mind, um, is is Brad Stevens. You know, this coach is just amazing for what he's done since he's been with the Celtics and what he's done every year, increasing the win total and managing the egos. You know, his uh, his style of uh, positionless basketball. Uh, that's what I think. That's what. Uh, that's what's going to. That's what leads uh, the Celtics this year. If you look at it, I mean, their team is stacked, bro. I mean. They have the deepest team in the league. You know, their second unit can can be a starting unit in the league. So, I mean, they're they're they definitely have the talent. Whether they fulfill that talent, that's another that's another thing. Because now that you have uh, Kyrie back, you have Hayward back. It will take some time for them to gel. You know, that's uh, that's the thing that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen right away. It will take time. Um, with the other players, uh, I, I, I definitely like who they picked up uh, in last year's draft. Uh, Robert Williams, or Robert Sleepy Williams, is that his new nickname? 
this guy is, is just has a huge potential. I think he's going to be the steal of the draft from last year. I mean, 6'10", 240, 245 pounds, seven seven foot six, a wingspan. I mean, I saw him in the preseason, and the way he was playing was just amazing. He just unselfish. The way he was, he was swatting balls, he was playing defense. He can play up tempo. He can score. It just, uh, I think that's just going to be. Uh, I think it, it's going to take him time. It, it will take him time to get used to the game to, uh, to play with the um, uh, with the Celtic starters. But uh, I think this team definitely has a great chance to win the East this year. And uh, I definitely see them at uh, at a 59-60 win season. Okay, Akshay, in regards to your comment about them, their second unit being able to beat anybody else, so let's let's kind of go into that. Who, so who is their second unit? It's going to be probably Rozier, Smart, Marcus Morris, uh, what, Gershon, and, and Aaron Baines? Is that their second unit? Uh, that could be Aaron Baines, or yeah, depending on how their first unit starts. I don't know if... Uh, so what, what are they going to go? Are, they're obviously going to go Kyrie, what? Uh, J- Tatum, uh, Hayward, Brown, and Horford, or is it going to be Morris in there? What do you think? I think Brown and Horford to start the season. Brown and Horford to start the season. I think uh, uh, towards the Brown and Horford along with who? What is it going to be Hayward, uh, Kyrie, and Tatum, or what? No, no. You're going to have Kyrie. Okay. You're going to have Hayward. Okay. You're going to have Tatum. Okay. And then you're going to have. Hooper, and you're gonna have um, what's the uh, what's the other guy? Marcus Brown, Morris. Hey, Jalen Brown. Okay, that's what I said, right? Okay. okay the, yeah, uh, that's your starting five. Okay, who's the second okay. unit? Well, you have Rozier, who I think is going to be a, the, a potential to be sixth man of the year. Okay, Marcus Smart. Uh, but you have Marcus Smart. Okay. You also have Marcus um, Morris. Um. Um, uh, Marcus Morris, correct. Ojale? Yes, Abeli. You have Ojale, too. Yeah, exactly. You have all these guys, dude, who can, they can, they can flip around. Okay, so going back to your comment, uh, off the top of your head, which starting five do you think they can beat in the league? Which starting five? You mean uh, uh, the second unit? Yeah. Okay, I can definitely see them beating, like, uh, Atlanta. Okay. That's for sure. Atlanta starting five, easily. I can definitely see them being beating Sacramento. I can definitely see them beat. I don't think they can beat Sacramento, but okay, keep going. I don't know, dude. You never know, man. I mean, this they have a lot of potential, dude. I mean, uh, I know there's a lot of haters out there who don't want to see this team win. <laughs> That's for sure, bro. Okay, I guess in, go- in the state of California, you know, especially in the state of California, I I know there's a lot of them out there, you know, and I I mean. Well, I mean, when you have, like, the best coach in the league and in Brad Stevens, dude, I mean, I think it's already proven, his stats have already proven what he can do and what he can potentially do with this team. I mean, uh, the sky's the limit here, bro, if you think about it. I mean, I mean, uh, like I even said before, it's, I mean, uh, I think we had, we had conversations about this. This is not the finished thing. This is not uh, the finished team either, dude, because you have... The Celtics next year potentially have four first-round draft picks, two in the top ten. Yeah, but Kyrie will be gone next year, right? So, will that really matter? No, he already came back to, no, he already came, 
He already came back and he said he was signing with the Celtics. Nah, that doesn't really mean anything. He said the same thing in Cleveland yeah. to a little kid, okay, and then he, then, he, then he demanded a trade. That doesn't mean anything. That does not mean shit. No, 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 no. You're just that does not mean shit. He told that to Cleveland Cavalier event. Oh, I'm not no, leaving. No, I'm no, not no. going anywhere. This has happened many times in the fucking NBA. Oh, DeAndre no, Jordan no. told the Mavs he's going to sign with them, and he fucking bolted. Okay, let's let's just talk rationally about Kyrie. Akshay, I mean, you know he really only said that because he was against the gun at a season ticket holder event. I mean, that doesn't mean he's that, that doesn't mean he's not going to sign with them in the off season, but it also doesn't mean he he's going to stay for sure. Well, honestly, where he knows this is a team. You don't think he would go to the Knicks if Durant and, and Durant told him let's go to the Knicks? I, I, I don't think Durant's going anywhere next year. I think he. He resigned for Golden State. Well, Butler okay, I don't go to, if Butler goes to the next, you have Butler Kristaps. Butler crash, bro. That's better than your, your boss. Butler crash, bro. Oh, Butler yes, trash, bro. Butler trash, bro. Okay, Butler's a, a glorified trash. Okay? Put <laughs> no, that guy's trash, bro. <laughs> okay? That guy's trash. Uh, I don't see it, dude. <coughs> okay, or for sure. Or resign. I mean, I'm not saying he's not re-signing for sure, but I'm I'm just saying that that comment doesn't mean crap. Like it doesn't mean anything. There's a lot of time between now and July, oh, and his, his his mind can easily be changed. There's a lot of time. Oh, of course. There's a lot of time between. Uh, oh, dude. There's a lot of time between here and July, definitely. But like I said too, the Celtics also have four have potential four first round picks next year too. Two in the top ten. You think Ainge is going to sit there and and draft? Four players again, four rookies? No. He's a look for trades. So, no, he's so, not getting Anthony Davis. He's coming to the fucking Lakers. Uh oh, uh oh. Let's do some. Let's do some. See, uh, just like most uh, uh, Laker fans, they talk without thinking, bro. You can't yeah, talk just without like thinking. Most Laker fans? Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis? Lakers, bro, and what fucking bro, happened? Bro, he's not bro, no one wants to play with LeBron, bro. That's why, um... Akshay, come on. Akshay, you're a fucking well, idiot. You're, you're, you're just a fucking idiot if you think no one wants to play with LeBron. Who's no, no that guy who hit that three in, the, in that finals? Who, 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 who left this fucking team? Who left the fucking dude. trash Celtics because they were going down the drain that dude. time? Dude, dude. <laughs> I don't put the language, bro. We're not in the... Oh, oh, we're not in high school here, bro. <laughs> we're not in high school. That's a... That's Let's stop that for number one, okay? Number two, first of all, uh, okay, this year I had so much, I had so many Laker fans, okay? Dude, I grew up in a Laker fan family. All of them are, are Laker fans, okay? My cousins hey, giving me shit and all this shit. Dude, I said, I said, stop the language, bro. Stop <laughs> the language, okay? That's number one. Let's see here, okay? PG-13 was a guaranteed, guaranteed Laker. What do you do? You sign with OKC, bro. No, man. I don't think uh, Lakers are uh, a glorified destination as they once were. LeBron came to L.A. Let's 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 get this straight. LeBron came to L.A. not to win a championship, dude. He came to L.A. 
to settle his family for his next career after basketball. His sons are playing at, uh, what do you call it? They're playing at Crossroads. The next year, they were going to play at, at Sheer Canyon. Now they changed it to Crossroads. He came for their, he came for the talent out here so his sons can, can get better at basketball. And then he can move on. He's going, you know, he's already signing up. He's got better anywhere else. Like, what we have out here in LA is very special. Like, there's no. Oh, dude, of course it's special. Oh, dude, I'm not arguing that, bro. I'm not arguing. I'm saying that he came out here for that. He came out here for, yeah, yeah, like for his family. Else in the country, nowhere else in the country you could get that. Well, that's true for sure, dude. I mean, uh, but we're not arguing this. Uh, uh, we're not arguing this. We already know this, dude. We already know the uh, uh, the elite at town level out in L.A. and the market out here. He came out here for his acting career, LeBron, a part of it to get involved in Hollywood, do all this stuff after his career ends. He's smart. He knows how to do this. He's becoming a businessman now. I mean, he actually, he already is a businessman. That's well, why he I, came out. I, I just want to ask, why, why did Anthony Davis sign with Clutch Sports? That doesn't make a difference, dude. Dude, let me tell you something. Yes, it does. You are, yes, it you're does. not understanding. Dude, you're not understanding. Let me finish. Any team can sign with any team. It doesn't mean you sign with another player that from, uh, from the same sports agency and go to the same team. Okay, that's not, that's not always the case. He is still under contract till 2021. Okay, he's uh, under contract till 2021. No, no, no. He's until 2021. He's under contract. Okay, if he's a free agent, then I would have said. Can you vouch for that? Uh, I'm, I think, I, if I remember correctly, he signed an extension. I'm not exactly sure though. Yeah, go to. I can vouch for it right now, dude. I go to hoop sites all the time. I go to all these sites. I look at the contract. He's under, he's under until 2021, bro. He's not going to go anywhere. If he forces his way out, you, I don't think New Orleans is going to train to Lakers for what? I mean, the Lakers have Did to give up. For, uh, hold on. Uh, uh, Did you just say for what? You didn't let me finish, bro. You didn't let me finish. See, stop being a typical Laker fan, as I say in my family. That's just exactly how they are. They, they say shit before thinking. Okay. Lakers have to give up a lot of their core talent to even trade for Anthony Davis. So you're saying bye-bye to uh, Ingram? You're saying bye-bye to Ball? You're saying bye-bye to um, a couple other players? Plus, the Lakers don't even have any draft picks that will entice a New Orleans for... Uh, New Orleans wants modified players that can play right away and they want draft picks. Lakers don't have draft picks. And plus, this guy is under contract till 2021. So it's not going to happen, bro. That's okay. the thing. By the time 2021 arounds, I don't think LeBron's going to be in the league anymore. That's another three years away. Okay, fair enough. Enough about the Laker talk, I guess. Akshay, you're going over, over here. Rebound is going under. Uh, I'm going to go over on this one with Boston. I think they're the number one seed in, for sure in the East. I think they're a 61-win team, in my opinion. Number one seed in the East. But uh, I guess with that being said, we have uh, kind of some bad blood here between the Lakers and Celtics. Uh, I kind of wanted to bring up a little another ma- macro, like historical-type discussion. And that question is, what 
which is the better overall franchise in the history of the NBA? Is it the Lakers or the Celtics? We'll let Rebound make his case for the Lakers. Not even a question. It's not even a question. Stop it. The Celtics Okay, hold on, hold on. Actually, let, let Rebound make his case, then we'll let you make your case for the Celtics afterwards. Yeah, let me finish, Jay. Come on, we're not in high school anymore. All right, Rebound, make your case. We have more legs than the Celtics. Okay, Rebound, make your case. 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 Okay, Rebound, make your case.
I mean, Russell you have the guy, the guy who has freaking eleven championships, and you call yourself a Celtic. You call but yourself. Dude, a dude, do not focusing on the point, dude. Do not focus. Okay, let's go back to uh, let's go back to about what was that five six years ago? Assad's house. I think someone had the uh, audacity to boast and say, "I guarantee a Lakers championship is this year and this year." What happened, bro? Nothing. Akshay, you're getting off the point. Please focus on the, the question. Make your case of why the Celtics are the better franchise. Because, dude, the Celtics are the better franchise because they have the most championships right now. Okay, is that your only reasoning, or do you have anything else? Well, I'll tell you, uh, what, uh, everybody believes in championships, right? The more rings you have, the much okay. better you have, right? According okay, so to what the Robert Roy is better than Michael Jordan, is what you're telling me. Wait, who? Robert Roy, he has seven rings. Jordan I, never, has six. I never bet anything about Robert Roy. I'm not talking about it. I'm just talking about okay, Lakers. Championships is the only thing that matters. Okay, hold on, hold on. Akshay, when Roy you when you evaluate teams, championships are the only thing that matter to you. Nothing else. No, no, not to me. Not to me. No, no, of course not. To me, too, dude. To, to me, it's about talent. Who you play. There's a lot of different things. Okay, so what else no, is going? What else is going into your reasoning that the Celtics are the greatest franchise and a better franchise than the Lakers? Please, just, please uh, because, enlighten us. Because the Celtics, I already told you, bro. The Celtics are. I mean, uh, uh, look at their um, uh, uh, look at their history, dude. Okay. Look, look at Red Arbor. Look at all these great, all the stuff that they've did over the years. Okay. You know, what it, what did they do? Then, enlighten us, please. I'm not done, bro. I'm not done. I'm not done. Uh, let me answer a rebounds question, okay? Why one championship in 20 years? I don't think rebound, uh, I don't, maybe he wasn't, he doesn't remember, maybe he wasn't born then, I don't know, but, I mean, the Celtics during the 80s, it wasn't very good years for them, dude. Uh, Reggie Lewis died. They, won, they won three championships years. in the 80s, that was a pretty good decade for them. I mean, after the 80s, I mean, uh, towards the late 80s, early 90s, okay? Okay. Uh, Reggie Lewis, Len Bias. Okay. okay Len Bias was, was, he came out better than Jordan coming out of college. Our talent level. Both had two, both died of um, heart problems with the Celtics. So you're telling me, you, you can't say that, bro. You have to learn your history before you say something. Okay, but what... Dude, it's, that's not With what? Okay, so that's just kind of unfortunate, but what's the reasoning other than championships that why they're the greatest franchise ever? Like because, I, I, I know you said history and everything, but what exactly about their history makes them the be- the best franchise ever? Because, dude, I already told you the the amount of of championships they have. Okay, okay we heard that. What else? Reasoning. We want but I'm talking about team championships. I'm talking about team championships, dude. Okay, yeah. I'm talking about team. I'm not talking. Oh, about I get that. I get that. Team championship seventeen. But what else about their history makes them? Is it consistency? Is it their Hall of Famers? What is it? Well, okay. If you want, okay. I don't want to go there, but uh, I'll bring it up. It's the Hall of Famers, bro. Okay. History. History of the Celtics franchise, the history of the franchise, and the Hall of Famers they have. Hall of Famers who have played for them. I mean, you're talking about Russell. You're talking about Kuzi. You're talking about uh, all these other players back then. Then you're talking about... uh, You guys told me the third. No, Rihan, shut up. Let him finish. You're talking about Bird. You're talking about Mikhail. Okay. okay. You're talking about Pierce. Dude, come on, bro. You're talking about Pierce. You're talking about all these players that played for them. You know, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have um, included 
a Garnett in the picture, but since uh, but since um, Rehan had to bring up LeBron, I'm gonna put Garnett in there. No, Garnett's in there. Huh. Garnett's in there. That's fine. Okay, actually, let me let me pose a question to you. If you say all time Celtics starting five, it's probably gonna be what the front court for sure is gonna be like Bird, McHale, Bill Russell. Then you're going to throw in... Who are you going to throw in the backcourt? Is it going to be Pierce and uh, DJ or Havlicek? Who is it going to be? Uh, that I, I haven't thought of that, to be honest. To think of it offhand, you know? I don't know offhand to think of what's starting by. I'd have to do my research to do that. Oh, I, I can name the Lakers. Start. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, actually, so I just want to get this straight. Reasoning for you uh, making the case for the Celtics is... Their history, they have the most championships in NBA history, and their Hall of Fame and kind of their coaches. Is that is that correct? Correct. All right. Okay, rebound. So if you have a Lakers all-time starting five, is it going to be? It's probably going to be what? Magic, Kobe, LeBron, uh, uh, Kareem, and probably like James Worthy, or who is yours? Yeah, Kareem, or maybe even put Shaq in there. Okay, who's going to be the power forward? Is it going to be what? Worthy, Gasol? Who's it going to be? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 could put, I, I could see Kareem playing the, the forward. Elgin Baylor? What do you think? I don't know. It's, it's too, we, we, they have too many. I, I really don't know who would, who would play the, the, the forward. There's just too, too many good players. Okay, for sure. That's exactly what I'm saying, bro. Exactly my point. <laughs> That's for the Lakers side, though. Okay, so... Uh, That's exactly my point. the Lakers side. Okay, so Akshay made his point. Uh, re- rebound made his point. So now it's time for me to kind of uh, make my point uh, and kind of give you guys an answer on what I think. So obviously we have the Celtics. Obviously most championships in NBA history... Uh, they won eight straight uh, from 58 to 65, I think. Uh, Red Auerbach obviously was instrumental uh, in that phase, uh, bringing Bill Russell. Bill Russell, obviously, 11 championships in 13 seasons. And then you had the 70s where they had uh, guys like, I think, Dave Cowens, Heinsein. I think they won a few more championships. Then the 80s, they won three more with the core of Bird, Parrish, McHale, Dennis Johnson, then the, in the 90s, obviously, they had the death of Reggie Lewis, Len Bias, and then they kind of flamed out. They had the Rick Pitino years where he said, Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and they kind of had a little dry spell there, and they drafted Antoine Walker, Paul Pierce. Then beginning of the 2000s, they were okay, I guess, and then mid-2000s, they were kind of bad, and then they got Garnett, Pierce, that type of era. They won another championship. Then on the other side, you have the Lakers. Most wins in NBA history. Uh, the second most championships in NBA history. I believe the most Hall of Famers in NBA history. I could be wrong. Then uh, for for their history, they obviously started off in Minneapolis with the George Mikan years. Then they moved to L.A. in, this, in 1962. Jerry Buss took over. Then they had kind of the core in the 70s, Will Chamberlain, uh, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Gail Goodrich. Then late 70s, early 80s, and into the early 90s, their core was built around Magic, Kareem, James Worthy, 
AC Green, Byron Scott. So during those years, they I think they went to 11 finals, I believe. Uh, or no, eight finals, I believe, in 11 seasons. Excuse me. They won five of them. And then in the 90s, they were okay. They, they, I think they missed the playoffs once in the 90s. Then the early 2000s, they had the, obviously the Shaq-Kobe duo. They won three straight. Then towards the end of that decade, Kobe, Gasol, they won two more back-to-back. So my answer for this this debate, I'm going to have to go with the Lakers just because Damn. just because I think they've had more consistency throughout. They obviously haven't won as many championships as the Celtics. They're one fewer, oh, 17 to 16. But they haven't had as... They haven't had as many as the dry spells as, as Boston has had. I mean, Boston, I mean... What twenty years between the eighty or twenty two years between eighty six and oh eight where they won a championship, and then they also had a lot of bad years in there where they were like they want they had like three straight draft lottery picks. Obviously, the Lakers are going through that now between thirteen and seventeen, but that's really been their like only time I think prolonged where it's been like longer than two seasons, like in the history of their franchise. I think Boston has had probably like three or four of those in their franchise history. And then also, it's going back to the the starting five thing. I mean, I think that starting five for the Lakers that I named, Magic, Kobe, LeBron, Worthy, and Kareem, I think they would blow the Celtics' all-time starting five off the floor. I think they would sweep them. <laughs> well, I mean, but you have to understand. Okay. Hey. Oh, that's your opinion. I respect your opinion, bro. I respect your opinion. But the league, you're, but you're not understanding the league has gone soft from where it was back in the 90s. And you're... I, and you're comparing the time now, where the league is much softer to. So what you, you think? You think Bird is? You think Bird in, in the '80s is going to be harder than LeBron, more tougher than LeBron? No, dude. You, you gonna, hear what happens in this league? I, I, I know you see it, bro. I know you don't want. I know you don't want to admit it, but you see. You go into the lane here. LeBron goes in. If someone blows in his ear, he he cries for a foul. Okay, yeah, Back that. In the but, 80s, 90s, well, you, you think on, you go in the league, they'll smack you down. LeBron, LeBron would match, uh, would match that play if he played in the eighties. And then also today, LeBron barely know, touches dude, players. I, LeBron I barely touches players today, and it's a foul. If he could play defense like they played in the eighties, he'd be a much better defender. You got to look at it on that side as well. I agree, but the league has changed, bro. Like I said, the league now you can't compare it to the seventies, eighties, nineties. That was a whole different. But we're not comparing it to the seventies. We're we're comparing the Lakers and the Celtics throughout their entire franchise. Comparing the Lakers to all all time great. Oh, I don't know about that, dude. Uh, that's only in California you'll see that. Would blow them out. Given, I mean, people will people will tell you I'm one of the biggest Laker haters ever. I don't really like the Celtics either, but. Based on every, like, all the criteria I'm looking at, I have to go with the Lakers based on the entire body of the of the argument, which is championships, Hall I mean, of Famers, here, longevity, consistency. The here, dude, the argument here, you're talking about Hall of Famers and all this championships thing, okay? If you look at champions, some no. more championships. Hall of Famers, yeah, the, it is debatable there, okay? Hall of Famers, it is debatable. Maybe the Lakers have more, okay? But the Lakers, but the Lakers have always been a team that they played, they have one of the biggest markets in the league. The Celtics are not a big market team. But that that, has, that doesn't have anything to do with it. There's not much. 
I don't care what you say. Boston is not a big market. Boston is not like L.A. It's not like it's not like Dallas. It's not like Miami. Okay, there Boston is more a medium to a big level team. There's not a, there's not that much money in Boston compared to L.A. Miami's a medium market too. It's not. I mean, Boston has been a pre- premier destination for the NBA. They might not be a big market city, but they've been a premier destination for NBA players. Well, because one of the reasons why, but but one of the reasons why Boston is not also a premier destination is because of the cold. A lot of players don't want to be in the cold. That's why they go they they go to the West Coast teams where they, it's more sunnier out there. In California, that's why they prefer a lot of them go. It's not because of the industry. It's the, yeah, I'm not because of the Hollywood and all that nonsense. But what, what's the parallel between that and who the best franchise is? I don't understand that. Like, wh- why are we making excuses that they're not in a big market? I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. I, I'm just telling you right now because I'm bringing up a Rion's comment on uh, Rion was boastfully saying how. Oh, who doesn't want to be in California? Who doesn't want to be there? You know what I mean? Yeah, but we're not talking about that now. We're talking about best franchise all time. Is it the Lakers or the Celtics? Why are we getting off track? I say Celtics. Okay, yeah. I and, say Celtics right away. Okay, you, we, and, uh, all, we all made our points. Me and Rehan said the Lakers. You said the Celtics. So I think we've, we've all said enough. So let's move on to the four teams we have left. I think we're running a little over time. Okay, but let me add one more thing. One more thing here. Okay, I did look it up here on Hoopsype. Rihan, if you want to go ahead and take a look, Hoopsype.com, go to salaries. Anthony Davis is owed $25 million this year, $27 million next year, and, yeah, and $28 million in 2020. He can opt out in 2020. In 2020, dude. Yeah, he can, that's opt out in 2020, correct, bro? But you're the one saying he's a free agent next year, man. Come on, yeah, dude. You got to get Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm proving the point. So he cannot be, he's not a free agent. He cannot just go sign with the Lakers. It's not going to happen, bro. I don't care the agency crap that you're bringing up. It's not going to happen. I don't care about you saying, I don't care about you, Kyrie saying he's going to resign. That doesn't mean he's going to resign. He is good. He, he, Kyrie is going to resign. That doesn't mean bro. anything. He, he that doesn't mean shit. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, just like your comment here, you said, so many are going to soft plays. I guarantee Lakers will do this. You guys were, were clowning me when I told you the Celtics and all these draft picks. Look what happened. Yeah. And, 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 they have a, a boatload of draft picks. Are they going to beat the Warriors? Are they going to beat the Warriors? Dude, are Lakers going to beat the Warriors? I don't think so, dude. The Warriors They're right now the Celtics are... Celtics in the regular season. Best believe that. No, I don't believe that. Maybe it's going to be 1-1 yeah, on, each, on each home team. It'll be 1-1. That's pretty much it. But... Again, no, as of right now, no one's going to beat the Warriors, dude. Warriors could probably three-peat this year. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. Wow, that's a Even though I'm going to say the Warriors will probably three-peat. They're just too good of a team. Okay, for sure. So let, let's put this to rest. We have uh, Me and Akshay have over on the Celtics. Rehan has under for best franchise ever. Me and Rehan have the Lakers. Akshay has the Celtics. And we'll move on to team number two after a long discussion on team number one. In the Atlantic Division, the Brooklyn Nets over under thirty two, and we'll start with rebound. What do you think? I'm going under on this one. This franchise just has a, lo- a lot of young talent, and they're still in the making. I like the young talent with De- D'Angelo Russell and Jared Allen at, at the center, uh, but I'm gonna go under. All right, Akshay, what do you think? I definitely have to go um, under as well. 
I'm agreeing with uh, with Rion here. I think the Nets are. I mean, they have talent, bro. They have talent, but I just don't think uh, they're ready just yet. So I've got them going under. Yeah, the Nets under. Uh, they got a new coach now, Kenny Atkinson. Uh, obviously, they have the young guys, uh, Carroll, uh, Jared Allen, Allen Crab, and Karis Levert and D'Angelo De- Russell. So. Uh, like I believe I said this last season, the only thing I'm really looking forward to when watching Brooklyn Nets games is uh, hearing the calls of Iron Eagle. I think I'm going to say that again for this season, and I'm going to go under and agree with you guys. I think 30 wins for Brooklyn. And with that, we'll move across the the river to the next New York team, the New York Knicks, over under 27 and a half. Akshay, what do you think? I'm going to go under, bro. I think Knicks are a mess. I know... Uh... I, I really don't see them uh, going over 27 wins. I, I just think they're in uh, a rebuild that's going to take some time unless they get uh, a star player in the offseason. I don't really see them going anywhere. I'm, I'm definitely going under. Okay. Rebound, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going under her too. I just don't like it. I believe Kristaps is injured right now. Okay. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you guys here. I think they're going to go over. Even though Chris Stapps is out for the majority of the season, I think Enos Cantor is going to step up and have an expanded role with Chris Stapps being out. And then I like uh, Frank the Tank, Nidalekina. And then I like the rookie, Kevin Knox from Kentucky. I'm really excited to see what he can do. And then kind of going along with kind of some of their other veteran guys like Vonley and Courtney Lee and Moutier. I think, and I think uh, Fisdale, uh, I'm really excited to see him uh, step in and become the head coach. So... I'm going to say 33 wins for the Knicks and go uh, with the over and disagree with you guys. But with that, we'll move on to team number four in the Atlantic Division, a team that I'm really excited to watch in this uh, division, the Philadelphia 76ers. Over under 54. Rebound, your thoughts? Uh, I'm going over on this one. I have them as the number one seed in the East, and I really like this team. With Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and I really like it. As long as Embiid stays healthy, I think they can get the over. Okay, Akshay? I'm going to agree with uh, with Rihan. I can see them over 54 wins. Uh, This all depends on... uh, on, um, All depends on uh, um, uh, Joel Embiid, if he can stay healthy. If he can play smart, if he can uh, uh, not get angry during the uh, uh, during the season in playoffs, I I think it's also depend on Ben Siemens. Um, if he can actually create a shot for himself, uh, there's some big ifs there. So I definitely, I mean, I like the talent they have. I mean, they have a lot of talent. I mean, around them, um, we'll just see with this year what happens with uh, Markel Fultz if he finally developed his shot. We'll see it this year. If they can do all, um, if they can do all this, I can definitely see them winning over fifty-four games, like like around 56, 57 games. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with both of you guys here. Uh, this is a team I absolutely love. Uh, they lost uh, two of their kind of good off-the-ball uh, shooters from last season, Bellinelli and Eliasova. They signed with other teams, but obviously, I think. Fultz, hopefully he can be healthy. And obviously it's still a big mystery what happened kind of to his shooting form and everything. But hopefully he can kind of emerge as that third guy for them because I think he's going to need to do so if they want to kind of aspire and beat the Celtics in the Eastern Conference. Hopefully, I'm definitely thinking they're going to 
be the two teams facing off in the Eastern Conference Finals, and it's going to be a rematch of the semifinals matchup we saw last season where the Celtics won in five. But Ben Simmons obviously is a stud. Uh, hopefully he can develop a shot. I think it can't be any worse than it was last season where he went 0 for 15 from three-pointer or something, I think. Didn't make a three all season. And then Embiid, hopefully he can get to the point where he's playing a 30-plus minutes on a consistent basis. And then, obviously, they brought back J.J. Redick. He's a good off-the-ball type guy and a good piece that fits in with them. And just a lot of talent all around, a lot of young guys. And I think they're well-coached with Burt Brown. So I'm going to agree with both of you go over. I think they're 57-25 and 25 will be their record for this season. So we got full agreement there. And we'll move on to the last team in the division and the last team in the Eastern Conference the Toronto Raptors, obviously the big uh, splash for them this season, this offseason, was trading for Kawhi Leonard, trading DeMar DeRozan, Pirtle, and some draft picks, I believe, for DeMar DeRozan, or excuse me, for Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. And their over-unders at 55.5. Rebound, we'll start with you on this one. On this one, I do like the team, but I'm going to go slightly under 53 wins. Uh, they're going to be a really good team. Uh, but you never know with Kawhi how he's going to mesh in and if he's going to be happy there or not. So I'm going to go under. Okay, uh, Akshay, before we get to you, uh, Akshay was kind of mentioning earlier how Paul George was pretty much a shoe in to go to the Lakers. Everyone's kind of saying the same thing for Kawhi. He's going to one of the L.A. teams at the end of the season. Uh, do we see anything that Toronto can do as a city to kind of sway him from that? that kind of belief to kind of go to the Clippers or the Lakers? Rebound, what do you think? Yeah, I think he could stay. I mean, but I don't know. I don't know how much of a chance he's going to get to stay. But, yeah, he could go to the... It's not for sure he's coming to the Lakers. He's saying he wants to go to the Clippers more. So, I don't know. But I could... Danny Green keeps saying, oh, he, he feels like he's at home here. I don't know if I believe Danny Green. All right, fair enough. Akshay, what's your prediction for the Raptors? The Raptors, I see them definitely... What was the win total you were mentioning? 55 and a half. I see them about even. I see 55. Okay, so you're going under. I have wins for them. Yeah, I'm going uh, uh, half game under. Uh, I see about 55 wins. On Kauai, um, uh, Kauai, I don't think Kauai... On Kawhi, I, I do see him staying there. I do him seeing, uh, signing another contract, but uh, I do believe, like how Rion mentioned about Danny Green saying that, I do believe that he is sort of uh, uh, finding himself there. Uh, I think it will take some more time during the season, but I, I, I can see him most likely staying there. If not, I can see him possibly going to the Clippers and Clippers signing him next season. Uh, but uh, at this point, I, I definitely think he stays. I think he's found a home. I think uh, uh, I don't think he has to be. Uh, uh, Toronto is one of the bigger cities, but it's not the United States. It's outside. And out in Canada, uh, besides basketball, hockey, I think it's the most important sport out there. So I, I, I don't think he has. Uh, I think uh, Kawhi is that type of person that, that wants to be by himself. I don't think he wants that spotlight thing uh, around him. So I think that would be possibly one of the best places for him. So we'll see what happens. But I definitely, with the wins, I can see him at 55 wins. Okay, for sure. 
So uh, I'm going to agree with you guys here. I'm going to go under. I think Toronto is going to finish 54-28, the third seed in the Eastern Conference. Obviously, uh, Nick Nurse, their assistant, has been promoted uh, to head coach with the departure of uh, Dwayne Casey. And then <coughs> Kawhi Leonard, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays. He only played nine games last season for the Spurs. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, if he can kind of go back to the Kawhi Leonard of old and like he was in that 16-17 season two seasons ago where he was the second or third uh, place in MVP and kind of the two-way monster. So it'll be interesting to see how he fits in with Toronto. And then you guys are mentioning that he could possibly stay. I mean, another L.A. guy, the guy he got traded for, DeMar DeRozan, he grew up in Compton, kind of fell in love with Toronto. The city of Toronto embraced him throughout his seasons there. He embraced the city of Toronto. He was very heartbroken when he got traded. I mean, he, I, I bet he's still heartbroken to this day and still kind of... uh holds a grudge uh, at the Toronto front office for trading him. And he's been on record as saying that, that it's not the right thing to do. But we'll definitely see how what happens. But obviously, they still have Kyle Lowry. He's going to be kind of the point guard running the show. And I think he's a good fit with Kawhi Leonard just because Kawhi Leonard be, doesn't uh, really dominate the ball. I think he doesn't average very many assists. I think his career high in just in a single game for assists is probably like eight or something. So he doesn't... Ver- handle the ball much he's he can play off the ball well and then even if he does dominate the ball it's usually to drive to the basket or get his own shot and then Danny Green I think it, not many people are talking about it but I think that's a really good uh signing for them because that he's kind of a whether he starts or comes off the bench he's a guy that can defend other wings and point guards and kind of take some pressure off uh give Kawhi a little bit of rest when it comes to that aspect but other than those uh three important wrinkles uh you got some Young developing guys like DeLon Wright, Ananobi, Pascal Siakam. Is, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of adapt to the new uh, look that they have under new coach Nick Nurse and the, with the additions of Kawhi and Danny Green. But uh, I'll agree with you guys for sure. O- under and 54 wins in my opinion. So with that, that'll take us to the end of the over-unders where we'll wrap up the Atlantic Division to finish the Eastern Conference. But real quickly, uh, I want to get you guys your guys' picks on kind of the awards. I'm not going to give my picks today because I will be doing Western Conference over-unders tomorrow night, and I will give my picks there. But we'll get the picks from both of you guys. We'll start off with MVP, and we'll start off with rebound. MVP is King frickin' James right here in L.A. L.A. Lakers, homie, King James. All right. Akshay, who's your MVP this season? Uh, it's not, it's not King James for sure, bro. I think it's, uh, um, I don't know who are all the candidates are, but I, I don't, I think LeBron's gonna, uh, I think he's more, he's gonna be more of a facilitator this year in the, with the Lakers. I don't think he's gonna go out and, call, um, and try to be, and try to win a scoring title for him. Uh, if I had to pick one, I, I'm going to definitely, uh, hmm, I'm just thinking who else is out there, but I don't think it's him. MVP. I'm going to go, uh, I think, I'm going to go out of the wing here, dude. I'm going to go with, uh, it's out of the wing, I'm going to go with uh, Giannis. Okay. Yes, I think he ups his game this year, from last year. I think he play. I, I think he becomes much of a, a better all-around player. So, I'm going to take a sort of a wild card on this and pick him. Okay. 
So next one, defensive player of the year. What do you? Th- who's your defensive player of the year, Akshay? Defensive player of the year. Uh, I. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Rudy Gobe from Utah. Rudy Gobert, or uh, if that's how you say his name. Yeah, Stifle Tower. Okay, rebound. Who's yours? I'm going with Draymond Green. All right. Uh, let's see if Draymond actually wins it. He's been kind of, uh, in his opinion, shafted a couple times, but. Uh, next award, uh, Coach of the Year. What do you think, Rebound? Luke Walton. Akshay? Brad Stevens, the president? <laughs> I don't think you even have that. I don't think you need my answer, bro. Brad Stevens. Okay. Uh, six man, Akshay. What do you think? Six man of the year? Uh, I'm going to have to go with, uh, depending on what happens with Houston, you know, I, I don't know if, uh, if Carmelo is going to start or all that drama. But I can see definitely seeing uh, what's his face. Uh, who is that? Eric, Eric Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, it, it becomes off the bench with uh, uh, Carmelo wanting to play um, as a starter. I can see him. All right, rebound. Uh, this is a tough one. Is Lou Williams still coming off the bench? Uh, no, I believe he starts now. That's why he's averaging like twenty-three points. I think so. I really don't know, but yeah, I'll stick with Eric Gordon. Okay. Uh, Actually, I want to add something else, uh, if I can. Yeah, sure. I think it's going to be Gordon. It's going to be Gordon or a Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Okay, Oklahoma City. Okay, that's an interesting one. Uh, what's the most improved player, Akshay? Most improved player? I'm going to... Um, uh, okay, this one, I'm going to go with the Lakers. Oh! Getting real talent, huh? Finally, you see? See? Uh, I'm not a Laker hater, bro, but uh, I mean, I, 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 actually, you are a Laker hater. It's okay to admit it. No, I, I'm not a Laker hater. I actually, I'm not a hater, but if uh, if Laker fans talk smack to me, I'm going to talk back, talk back. I think you're a Laker hater by default, just by being a Celtics fan. Is, is that not fair to say? No, 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 no. no. It, it's not by default, dude. No, no. <laughs> I do think they have a good. I do uh, like the Lakers. Uh, like the Lakers to a certain extent, they do have a lot of a young talent, which I do like. And I think uh, the sixth man of the year, uh, for, uh, not sixth man. I'm sorry. Uh, the most approved player, I think, is going to be Brandon, Brandon Ingram. If he can up the game this year. Okay, rebound. What do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Brandon Ingram also. Okay. Ron's gonna make him a, a good player. All right, and then the la- the very last one, the sixth one, rookie of the year, rebound. What do you think? Okay, Akshay, who's your rookie of the year? Going with Luka Doncic of the Mavericks. Okay. I think he'll be. I think he'll be. Yeah, I think he's going to be a rookie of the year. I think he will. Uh, I think he will do a lot better than people would think he will as a rookie. But I, I think he, he's that talented to do so. Okay, definitely. So that'll wrap it up then for the Eastern Conference over-unders. Akshay Rebound, thank you so much for coming on, taking 90 minutes of your time and giving us a lot of riveting, riveting discussion, discussing points. Thanks for having me. Thank Have you. a good one. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night, like I mentioned, for Western Conference over-unders.